Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Benoff. Joining me tonight, we have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and it is a very happy Cup Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, you all have had a fantastic weekend and you're enjoying some Open Cup soccer tonight. Guys, before we get into our show, I do have one burning question for you. What's the result tomorrow night? <laughs> really? You're just going to. Yeah, so I'm going gonna... to throw that one out there to start with. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Throw tomorrow's prediction at us right away. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. You have to uh, back it up later with your research. <laughs> Here's my research. Phoenix is not our number one rival because we still can't beat them. And so because of that. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob, you were saying you, you, got, you, I think you, you muted yourself there. You mute me for that. <laughs> but yet you make me mute Earl all the time for his nonsense. Sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> I predict a penalty shootout. And from there, I don't know. All right. We'll figure the rest out here in a little bit. Earl. Give us your way too early prediction on tomorrow night. I have no idea where you guys just went. Um, I plugged in my HDMI, and I don't know where you guys are at. So at this point, I don't know. I, it's funny. <laughs> it's it's funny because you're looking up, and on my screen, you're at the bottom of the triangle. So yeah. you're looking up to me and Seth on my screen, <laughs> like like a Brady Bunch situation where they're like, "Hey, how you doing?" And and it's just funny to me. Can you hear me? No, like. Like legit, like I plugged in my HDMI because I was gonna kind of Josh with uh with Seth over there about Freddie Freeman. Um who cares? So 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 you like we're not on your screen, but we're not on the TV screen either. Is that what's going on? Like you don't exactly. know what screen we're on? I'm sending you a picture now. <laughs> All right. Yo, Earl, so this is a professional Earl, we are a professional outfit here. No, we're yeah. not. No, <laughs> we're trying to no. have things set up before time. No, you so. are a professional outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we are just along for the ride sometimes. Oh, all right. So, well, here's my laptop. And while Earl is uh, sending us pictures, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the chat, please hop on over into uh, in there. Throw your questions and comments in the chat. We will get to those throughout the night. We do have a lot to get to. We've got Open Cup talk. Uh, we've got Saturday night at Phoenix. We've got Saturday night against San Antonio. We've got a lot to get to. We've got cup matches, some cup sets going on tonight. So a lot to talk about. Earl, did you send your picture yet? Yeah, look, I live in the middle of freaking nowhere. Um okay. So we'll get no, you don't. No, you don't. One of the pictures sent. The other picture is not sending. Um, but I think I figured it out, and I can see uh, Seth right here. Okay. Jacob right here. Jacob's forehead. If my screen didn't get cut off, right about here. <laughs> close, close. All right, so Earl, let's get back to our way too early prediction for tomorrow night. We'll we will of course talk about this here in just a little bit. Um, I want to say one nil United. 
All right. There you have it. Early, early predictions here. Hey, Summer Romantic over in the chat. Alex Touche with the late equalizer for Union Omaha, and Omaha does advance over Chicago Fire after penalties. So great night for Alex Touche over there. Um, yeah, I mean, we've still got Open Cup matches going on. Jacob, you, you and I are both kind of trying to watch a little bit here and there tonight. Uh, you know, in other results, we did see South Georgia where did, tormenting. Where did Earl go? I don't know. But I look down, I look up, and he's gone. Yeah, okay. he'll be back. Uh, so DC United beat Flower City Union by a final of 3-0. Intra-Miami beat Miami FC by a final of 1-0. Cincinnati. The, the Miami FC. Thank you. Yeah, whoever. Um, Cincinnati scored two goals in extra time to beat Pittsburgh 2-0. Detroit City upsets Columbus crew by final two one union Omaha. Of course, as we just mentioned on the back of a Alex Touche equalizer in the 122nd minute goes to penalties and beats Chicago fire South Georgia. Trementa beats Birmingham Legion by final of two nil Birmingham Legion shot the bed in that one. Uh, FC Dallas holds off FC Tulsa by a final of two one uh, Houston Dynamo held off RGV 2-1. San Jose is currently up on Bay Cities by a score of 1-0. LA Galaxy uh, carries a 1-0 lead uh, over San Diego Loyal. And then FC Tucson leads Cal United Strikers 1-0 currently. So big day in the Open Cup. What do you guys think so far? Third round. So I actually have a live feed about what I feel about going on tonight. Okay. No, 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 wait, 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 no, 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 wait, 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 you just trying to play catch up, Earl? Is that all you're trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's been a lot. I mean, the, the, mat, the action started early for us. It started like five o'clock. Um, yeah, I was busy dealing with family stuff at that time. Actually, five o'clock, I was still working. Yeah, I was too. So I, I got to the opening matches this, tonight. There's this cool thing called a rapid hire that the state decides to do till midnight. It's stupid times of the night. Um, and I had to work it. So are you technically still working? <sighs> do I ever stop working? That's the question. Eh, fair point. That was, that was deep. That was <laughs> deep. So legit, my eye is like twitching. I think I'm having a stroke. Mini stroke. Sorry, this is like this top shelf today. Yeah, we're we're on fire right now. Obviously. Um, <laughs> my thoughts. Uh, like some cup sets. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like the NCAA tourney, but with soccer. You, you know, you might get a few upsets here and there, uh, but for the most part the higher teams are going to advance. And uh, that's kind of what we've seen. I mean, we saw Omaha, which was fantastic. Um, Detroit City, kind of not quite New Mexico status yet, but, you know, first year in the USL, and they're kind of making a little run, beating the MLS side. So so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's going to be a fun tournament, as always. And, and so far, the first night has been interesting to say the least yeah i I honestly feel like uh usl twitter is not gonna shut up about detroit city uh for for quite a while now um 
but you know, I gotta say, I watched that match and I was impressed with the turnout up there. Like I knew they drew well, but to see that size of a crowd on a Tuesday night, um, I think is absolutely fantastic. Um, it looks like they have a great stadium up there and yeah. I can't wait to see United play them. Yeah, that'll be, when is that? I, I don't have a big calendar schedule for this year and it's driving How me nuts. I have a little one around there somewhere actually. But I need to have something handy so I can look and be like, oh, we play Detroit City on this date. Yeah. That will Wait, be there's 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 soccer going on? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what we had to do a show about, Earl. You do know that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, July 23rd. Away day at Detroit City. So there you go. That's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. Road trip. I felt like Pittsburgh. I thought we were going to an El Paso road trip, and you guys couldn't go. So, um, no, no, I felt no, like- no, no, no. That's not. That's not how that went down. <laughs> how that went down was the week before. You were like, "Hey guys, I'm going to El Paso," and we were like, "It was more like oh, no." I said something cool. like, "Well, I said something okay. before." It was more like nine o'clock the night before. Hey, by the way, I'm <laughs> going to El Paso, and we're like, "Oh, that's good for you because guess what? We're married, and we can't just like." Hop up and go. <laughs> I feel like we talked about it before the season even started. And then, like, um, you guys had stuff I feel like come you up. mentioned it. Maybe and... when the schedule came out, we were like, yeah. oh, that'd be a fun one to go to. But then <laughs> nothing got planned until Seth goes, yeah, I'm going to El Paso. Okay. And that yeah, he's like, hey, I'm like, on the oh, road to El Paso. Okay. You guys want to go? Cool. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, score update out in San Jose. San Jose now leads by uh, Bay City by a score of 2 0. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to switch that one over to the FC Tucson game so I can keep an eye on that one. But um, yeah, Open Cup is, is well well underway. We've got third round action tomorrow in New Mexico United against Phoenix Rising. Um, guys, this is a rematch for 2019 Open Cup, you know. And we'll get it. We'll get into Saturday's match, but actually, you know what? Let's, let's talk Saturday first because it kind of, I think it'll kind of lead into this a little bit better. We can talk about some changes and things that we might see uh, tomorrow night. Um, so Saturday night, New Mexico United, uh, they are of course out in Phoenix, two matches in four days between the two clubs and United fell by a final of one nil Saturday night. And we saw the return of Cody Mizell who got the nod between the six I know, and Earl. I know you had, I'm uh, pretty sure it was you that had some discussions with Casey Gasson over on Facebook, uh, talking about the inclusion of Cody Mizell in the starting eleven. Um, but I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I I feel like that was a that was a well played match. But like United had the upper hand for for much of the match, but they just couldn't quite find that goal. Um, what do you guys think went wrong on Saturday? Go ahead, Earl. I might be a minute. Well, I might be a minute too. Um, So as you guys got the text on Saturday, there was a few things that I, and don't get me wrong, I don't know much about soccer. I'm not really a soccer head or, I mean, I barely started watching soccer. What are we in year four? So about three and a half years ago. Um, So yeah, so I don't know much about soccer, but I do know when you're down one nil with five minutes left, you kind of want to push the ball into the attacking half, not the defensive half or your goalkeeper. Um, that's, that's just one start for me. Um, kind of being more 
more hungry towards the end of the game, even when you're losing or winning, either one. Um, and I'll probably get some shit for this one. Sorry, Sombrero Man, for my language. Um, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Um, so from week one, when me and Jacob were standing at the south goal, or north goal, what is that, north? Never eat soggy worms. Okay, are you by the curse or by the by the scoreboard? Scoreboard. North end. North. I I give up. I fucking give up. So, anyways, like I was saying, um, so from week one, when me and Jacob were standing on the other end of the field from away from the curse, um, in the 90th minute, watching the team still pressing and still attacking to now, which is what week we in week five? Uh, this is technically week seven. Okay, well, I've lost two weeks somewhere. We, we've um, played, we've only played five matches, but yeah, it's technically match week seven. Okay, well, whatever fucking week we're in, seven, five, either way. Um, to the last game, the last match that we just played, to where we're literally going back to what we did last season, passing the ball back, passing the ball back, not attacking, substituting attacking minded individuals for Michael Azira who is that much oh yeah let me get up to Jacob's forehead um about that much uh better than JPG he's only that much better because he has a lot of experience can I stop you yet Earl yeah go right ahead okay one sorry I was rambling I was rambling it's okay I I just there's several things wrong with with your argument. Several things right. Several things that I agree with. But um, I'm I'm okay with the Azira change. I I think that the way the midfield was in the first half, uh, we needed somebody in there to calm things down and to be a presence in the midfield instead of either way up or way back. And I think Azira did a good job of that. Uh, two. Uh, I'm gonna throw numbers and letters at you, Earl. So, so eyes on me, eyes on me up here, Earl, Earl, focus, focus, Earl. That match was our highest expected goals of the season, with 2.71. Coming off of our second highest, uh, 2.54, I believe, um, against Oakland. Uh, the attack is there, and. It is better than last year uh, by a mile so far. Uh, the goals maybe haven't come quite yet, but the attack is better, and it isn't like last year. The back passes, the back passes and, uh, and, and sideways passes that you were talking about with five minutes left, I was yelling at the TV. I understand that there is a reason for that, and they're trying to find a hole to attack. And when they finally did pass it forward, there were holes that opened up because of that passing back and forth and back passing and all that stuff. 
and it led to a couple good opportunities. My problem is that we still can't finish. And part of that Saturday night was because we ran into a hot keeper, which happens from time to time. Um, and he he was good. I don't think he was as amazing as the Phoenix fans are saying. Uh, I think he made two really good saves uh, and then saved a weak penalty and had a handful of softer saves. But that's, I mean, that's a Tambacus night most nights. I mean, he makes a couple good saves a game. He makes a couple good saves a game and, uh, and that's just kind of the way it goes. Uh, the problem that I had aside from not being able to find the back of the net and in the run of play, I don't know what's going on with Weehan. Am I the only one that sees it? Like, is he struggling to you guys? Is it, is it just me? Like his, his passes have been off. Uh, his first touches have been heavy. Uh, that PK was, I don't, I don't know what that PK was. I'm not hundred percent sure why he's taking PKs. Uh, they had a stat where he was now two of five, I believe, in PKs in the USL, which seems wrong to me to an extent. But I also know that I've never really been impressed with him taking PKs for us. Um, he had the one absolute banger. I'm pretty sure it was against Colorado's. No, who was it against? It was an Open Cup game from 2019 where he, I mean, it was a beautiful penalty right in the upper 90. Saw it at home, and it's the one that sent us on to the next round. So I think it was Colorado. But I thought Schmidt took that one. I don't know. doesn't matter. He had one penalty that I thought was a really good penalty that impressed me. And ever since then, every time he steps up to the PK spot, I'm just like, oh, man. E even Saturday, I did not have a good feeling. I, what are we I talking about? I didn't want to watch. And uh, lo and behold, it was a bad PK and Lunt saved it and and I just I don't know what's going on with Weehan and we've talked about it a few times earlier but now I'm kind of starting to get worried because it's been five matches with him and Nico and Ataka for part of that part of five matches anyways and he just doesn't seem to be clicking. And I don't even think it's him clicking with the other players. It's him clicking with himself. Like he, his touches just aren't right. And I don't know what's wrong. And I'm starting to get worried. Yeah. We haven't really talked about him a whole lot in, in recent weeks. And, you know, we early on, I, we felt like he just, he needed time to click and find time to gel. And you could see time. And we talked about, it, you know, there, especially there at the end of the preseason, like, he just looked off. Like, it, like he said, it just wasn't clicking yet. And, you know, I've talked about wanting to see him get involved more. Maybe, you know, him dropping a little bit deeper, getting on the ball a little bit more, pushing the ball up, you know, like we've seen Sergio Rivas do a little bit, like we've seen some other guys do. But, yeah, I don't know. I really don't. And it's not that I don't have confidence in, in Bees and his ability to – to make plays and to, or to convert that PK. But for whatever reason, he just did not put a good touch on that ball. 
he is basically right down the middle and didn't force Lunt to try to do anything. And, and I will give credit to Lunt. Lunt stood on his freaking head Saturday night and play and played a great, played a great night. Uh, kept United out of the goal. On, uh, I think he was credited with five official saves. And I don't think that includes the, the PK, but you know, he, he played really well. He really did. And considering how, how leaky that back line of Phoenix's was, I feel like Lunt is the reason they did not lose that match more so than anything else. Um, and so, you know, I, I look at that and I'm just going, man, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what more that we could have done Saturday night. I mean, obviously, you know, if bees makes that PK, we're having a different, a slightly different conversation, not a completely different conversation, but a slightly different conversation. Um, no, it's, it's a drastically different conversation if he makes that PK. As long I as don't we think hold so because because you if, still have no, no. that. It, it's, if, it's, go ahead. If we walk out of there with a draw on a night when Lunt is standing on his head, then then we're coming out of that. I I'm coming out of that ecstatic. Mm-hmm. I. I if that, if either Weehan takes a bit of penalty or if Nico takes it and and slots it home, then then we're in a completely different mood right now. I'm actually in a pretty good mood about it, anyways. Um, I think it was just kind of a a fluky game uh, in the sense that we couldn't find the back of the net with several really good chances, um, and I feel like we were the better team. It's it's five games in, I know, but. I feel like I had this same conversation last year where I said we were the better team several times and we weren't coming away with results. And so far I feel like we've been the better team in all five of our games and we're two, two and one. And that doesn't sit well with me right now. And I get that. And, and to your point, you know, if we come out of the match Saturday night with that point on the road, we talked about how important that point on the road was. Mm-hmm. If we come out of it, I think we're having a different conversation about the result itself. But in terms of the actual performance of, of bees, I think okay, we're yeah. still critical of that. I think we're still critical of missed opportunities, but we're still like, you know, we are excited. We're, we're, we're excited about the result because you go into Phoenix, a place that is known to be a tough place to play. We've never won there. We've never beat Phoenix period. So, well, yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I think, I think it's two completely different conversations you're having in one. You know, you know what else is tough to get in Phoenix, especially at the stadium? Beer, anything? Beer. <laughs> I, you know, and to the point about you know, uh, Mike Azira coming on, I felt like Azira coming on was a, was a really good change. Um, Sergio really hadn't done a whole lot. Now, I don't know if maybe he picked up a knock. We hadn't heard, we haven't heard anything. Um, but you could see there in the first half, we were struggling a little bit in our transition back into defense. And so putting Mike Azira in there to play the, the bottom of that four, four, two diamond gives that, that ability to go back and defend and then turn and transition back up. Um, I, we were talking about how they kind of how it still kind of felt like there was some there were some issues with that transition. You know who's making that connection going forward? 
Um, so maybe, you know, maybe we see a change from the four, four, two diamond, but I feel like, I feel like as a whole, that formation worked well against Phoenix and didn't really allow them too many opportunities to get clear chances. Like we've seen happen in past, uh, matchups with them. I don't, I, I didn't see a four, four, two. We, I thought we clearly had three at the back. Um, and, and honestly, we almost always had one at the back that second half. I mean, Seymour was basically back there by himself and Hamilton and Yearwood were bombing up with everybody else when we were in attack mode. But the, the, the point that you made still stands. It, it was, it was a good sub. I was perfectly okay with it. I thought he did a very good job at just occupying that midfield space as a defensive player and occupying space on offense where somebody for Phoenix had to step to him. And that kind of opened up some lanes behind him for some, some not over the top balls, but some through balls through, through, you know, one or two levels of the Phoenix defense. And, uh, and I, I was really happy with it. I, I really did like it. And, and overall, the performance I'm really happy with. I just don't like that we tend to be the better team and still not get results. And I don't know how to fix that. Because yeah. if you look at the, the XG is not everything. It's not the be all end all of stats. Um, but the the uh, game flow is a game flow that I retweet all the time. Yeah. The game flow chart, uh, the the overall XG number, I don't really care to look at, but the the chart that they post with it is can tell a pretty good story of the match. And we had, so it's basically, for those that don't know, it's a straight line with Phoenix's scoring chances graphed on the top and ours on the bottom. And the longer the graph the longer the bar on on your side or their side, that's the better chance of scoring that you had at that particular moment. And you look at our chart, and ours are like seven or eight over. I think it's point one. I don't know what it is exactly, but but a bunch of chances that were pretty good. And Phoenix had like three, and we had maybe nine. I think it was. Yeah. And so you can look at those charts, and you can be like, okay, we had a shit ton of chances and probably were very unlucky not to finish several of them, including the penalty. And I still have faith in Nico and Weehan that their finishing will come back around. I mean, we, we know what Weehan can do. We've seen him for two and a half years. He's the leading scorer for New Mexico United. And he has the talent and the potential to break out of this slump in a big way. But man, was that game frustrating in a sense of we at least should have come away with one point. And I I understand the whole, okay, this guy's slumping. Let's give him a, an easy chance with the penalty to see if he can get out of that slump. But the flip side of that is if you're in a slump and you get the penalty ten, penalty opportunity and then you miss the penalty opportunity, that's not a good way to get out of a slump. That's a, a pretty good way to go lower into a slump. And I hope that that's not what happens to Weehan and that he can 
bounce back, even if it's Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, you definitely want to see some sort of rebound from that. Um, Earl, speaking of Nico Brett, early in that match Saturday night, Nico had a golden opportunity. Got in behind, had a chance um, to make the keeper miss, and just put it right into his arms. What do you think, looking at that opportunity that Nico had there, what do you think he he could have done differently in order to give himself a, a better opportunity on goal there? And then what do you think the momentum is at that point, you know, if he scores that goal? Just to clarify, is this when he has defenders in front of him too? Yeah, he like, he like makes that cut. And he then, makes it cut uh, back to the right. Back to the right. Lunt goes to okay. ground. And okay. Nico just puts it right into Lunt. Yeah. Okay. So what do I think he should have did different? Yeah. What What could he have done differently there to give himself a better look or a better opportunity to put that ball in? Um, Instead of kicking it towards the keeper, I mean, chip it over the keeper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> Where's my stupid question? Well, no, I mean, so like, so when you're in that situation, like you're, you're coming down on goal, you don't really have a defender and necessarily like in front of you, like for whatever reason, instead of taking it first time, he decided to make a move back to his right, giving the number one, the, the keeper an opportunity to come out, go to ground. And then you get the, the left back of Phoenix coming back in as well. So I think what happened there um, Brett panicked. I mean, obviously, Phoenix, I'll give it to them. They're a good team. They're a really good team. Um, So, obviously, when your keeper goes down to stop the ball, you're nine times out of ten expecting some kind of defensive lineman to come back at you. So, I'm thinking maybe he thought, oh, well, Lunt just went down. Where are these four other line or defensive men that they have coming at me? I'm just going to get rid of it. So I'm thinking that's probably what he thought. I think if he would have waited a second longer and maybe chipped it over Lunt, we're 1-1 at that time. Um, What kind of momentum change does that make it? I mean, you're tied with one of the best teams in the league. That would have given us the lead. No, that would have been like a a lead in like a seven minute. That would have been the lead? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean... Now you're beating one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, that's a huge momentum swing. I mean, it puts everything back on your side. But, I mean, it's Phoenix, so I don't take anything for granted with Phoenix. I mean, we could be up 4-0 on Phoenix and somehow find a way to blow it. I mean, we could probably be up 28-3 on Phoenix and still (laughs) figure out. Oh, uh, damn. Uh, in too rewatching soon. it, and no, it's not too soon. It's like six years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, it's not even relevant anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know what yeah. is relevant, though. Freddie Freeman hitting the home run on his first at bat. World Series champions. Ah, living in the past. <laughs> living in the past. Um, in rewatching it, I, I don't know what else he could have done. There are actually, at the time he takes the shot, there are four defenders between him and goal. There is somebody on the back line, like on the goal line. There is a player 
right behind Lunt, then Lunt's on the ground, and then the player that he jukes to get around him. Um, if anything, I look at Ataka and think he could have made a better play there. Uh, he's actually the one that makes the run and and then passes it to, to Nico right at the top of the 18. Um, I think in a perfect world, Nico takes that first touch. Um, I don't think the pass had enough mustard on it to get it where he wanted it for his first touch. And then a defender came streaking in. Um, so he had to do something else. I think maybe if Ataka takes that more towards the goal, uh, a few more dribbles, and then finds a way to cut it back, Nico is a little bit closer. Lunt has to shift more over to Ataka's side, uh, leaving Brett with basically an open half a net there. Um, but it it was still a good play. It was still a good attacking play. If you watch the highlight package that USL put together, um, it's like... New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, Phoenix. New Mexico, Phoenix. New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico. It, it is, it's, it's not even really close, as far as chances there, and you can watch every single one of them and nitpick that they probably could have done this or they could have done that. At the end of the day, I don't watch it and say, "Oh, that was a huge mistake." Um, uh, the only mistake that I personally saw was Weehan taking the penalty. I didn't like that decision from the get-go. I get it. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the field with these guys. They have their system. They have their reasons. I get it. Uh, Nico is our top scorer. Nico, if we're going to have a good season, Nico needs to be our top scorer. Nico needs to be not necessarily in the race for a golden boot, but in that top 10, 15 of goals scored on the season. And um, part of that to me is PK's. And you have to give him that opportunity there. And so I, that's the only thing that I would do differently. Looking at, so, so last week, New Mexico United obviously announced the return of Cody Mizell. We, we, uh, we kind of figured out that it was coming um, ahead of time. And we made a post. Well, I, I put a post out there showing you know and uh, about cody coming back and uh he obviously you know got we had talked about on the show last you know does he get the start um now we've sent i've since found out that cody is but more than likely ineligible to start in the cup match for us on uh wednesday night now we talked about you know does he get to start on the weekend against phoenix over for parker and we all felt like he should you know that gives the best possible chance of winning um and so we'll, we'll have two little things here. So first of all, if Cody's loan deal specifically states that it is for more than 90 days, then he is cup eligible. If it's a exact short term loan, whatever that means, then he is not eligible. Um, now, there were two different releases that came out. The club put out a, a statement that said short term. NYCFC's announcement said a season long loan. So I tried to get clarification, um, but I did. You know, I was told that it is a short-term loan on that. So, um, so it sounds like Cody's not eligible. So, what were your? So, Earl, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts? Number one, on Cody getting the start Saturday night, and you know, let's talk a little bit about your your back and forth with uh, with Casey. <clears throat> All right, do you, you feel like it was it was disrespectful to Ford to start Cody? 
No. Not at all. Okay. Um, we all know Cody's great. I mean, he's is with United for first what two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, leads the team in all time. Sorry. Okay, leads the team in all time uh, minutes played in goal. Whatever the heck he leads in with the club. So yeah, Cody is good. I mean, I'll give it to him. Um, Ford Ford Parker just needs more time. That's what it is. I mean, obviously having a veteran like Cody to be able to mentor him now, that's good. So I love Casey to death. And Casey, if you're here or if you listen to this, I want you to know I'm still with my gloves in the mail. Um, you have my number, text me. I'll get those gloves from you. Um, but to have Ford Parker, who, yeah, played USL last season, play against one of the best teams in the league is not a smart decision. One, if Ford Parker were to give up two or three goals, that's going to crush his confidence anyways. I mean, yeah, he... He held a clean sheet his first start, whatever, against Las Vegas Le- Las Vegas Legends. Las Vegas Legends compared to Phoenix Rising is literally the USFL to Tom Brady. It's leaps and mountains beyond comparisons. I mean, there's no comparison to Las Vegas Legends and Phoenix Rising. So, yeah, Fort Parker had a good showing with Las Vegas Legends. It's not guaranteed that he has the same good showing with Phoenix Rising. I mean, it could have been, yeah, Fort Parker could have maybe had a clean sheet, 0-0, took us to, took us to a draw. But then he could have also gave up 4 or 5 against Phoenix Rising because Phoenix Rising knows how to score, especially when Joey Calistri comes in. Um... So, yeah, so having Cody start against Phoenix, I'm okay with that. Now, if Ford Parker has to start against Phoenix in the Open Cup, I'm also okay with that because he'll have, what, three days, four days now, five days with since Cody got here to get some kind of mentorship and coaching to what Phoenix does. So who was arguing what on Facebook? So, so Casey... Casey yeah. Casey was arguing that he thought it was disrespectful that Fort Parker did not get the nod to start against Phoenix, and instead they brought in someone because the club doesn't trust Fort Parker. Or one of the academy keepers, which is the next point I want to bring up. So we do have three keepers currently on the academy roster, none of which are even out of high school yet. So do you think it – would you have preferred the club sign one of these, you know, no. 17, 18 year old kids. I think one of them's even 15 to sign them or bring them up on an, on an emergency deal or whatever they can, they could possibly do for Phoenix rising two straight matches or even, no. you know, a longer term, depending on how long Alex is out, or would you rather bring in a veteran keeper? I, I would think- have rather brought in exactly what they did and bring in a veteran keeper. I mean, I don't, my main thing is confidence. So if you even if you don't go Ford Parker and you decide to go the route of an academy kid, say it's the 15-year-old that we have on the roster. 
and he gets scored on eight goals, four goals, five, whatever number you want to come up with. That's going to kill his confidence because now he has to go back to his academy team and hear it that, hey, look, will you – he then essentially, and I hate to say this, becomes penis head Logan Ketterer with Minnesota who never hears the end of it. It's actually a fair analogy. I – it it comes down to Alex's health to me. I think if we if the club thought Alex was going to be out a week or two, maybe you bring in the academy kid to back up Ford. Uh, you give Ford the starts, and see how it goes. I also think that because of the fact that we are entering a stretch now with you know these three games this week and then. Uh, not a heavy schedule after that, but a, a an average schedule after that. You know, we don't have two weeks off like we did uh, before this match. I and so with a heavier workload, uh, the fact that I take this to mean Alex is going to be out for a while, a month or more, uh, is how I look at it. Um, I don't think with the aspirations that we have um, as far as the season goes and and kind of where we want to be at the end of the year, I don't think you can necessarily afford to have a younger inexperienced keeper like Ford who I know he has been in the USL for a couple years now, but he hasn't logged a whole lot of minutes or a whole lot of matches. Um, I, I don't think a championship caliber club is going to be okay with that and so you have to bring in somebody that is at a higher standard and if cody is sitting there on the nycfc depth chart in as their third goalie uh they're not in a whole lot of extra competitions they don't come into open cup until next round uh they're out of Concacaf champions league um so they just have their MLS schedule. I don't, I don't see them needing a third goalkeeper uh, anytime soon, barring injuries. So yeah, you make the phone call, you go get somebody that has come in. He has performed for you. He was part of a deep open cup run in 2019. He was part of a very good defense in year two. Um, and, and he's a fan favorite. Uh, it, it's kind of a no-brainer move as long as they can get the figures worked out and make it happen. Um, so maybe maybe Ford should have started Phoenix on Saturday. But if Cody isn't eligible for the Open Cup on Wednesday, that means you have Ford facing El Paso two times in three days, four days. Um, and I just... Yeah, sorry. Uh, and I just don't like that I don't like that. I don't like the the chances that it gives to Phoenix to exploit some things to a keeper that doesn't have as much experience. So Cody needs to start one of those matches. If he can't start the open cut match because of rules, then he's got to start the first one. And that's what happened. That's where we are. I thought Cody played well. Um, I, I think our defense actually is hold, held up pretty good against a very strong attacking Phoenix side. 
with injuries to Tete and Raiden. Uh, Suggs, not, maybe not 90 minutes fit and coming off the bench. Um, and a, a keeper that got there three days ago, uh, two days ago, however many days before the match it was. Um, all in all, I think that part of the match, I think we all live with. I think we all like. I think uh, it, it ended up being pretty good, especially in that second half. Um, Phoenix kind of sat back, which doesn't make sense a whole lot to me. They they don't typically do that, even with a lead. But um, I think part of it was because we were really good. Uh, we completed eighty over 80% of our passes. Uh, the defense didn't give up a lot of chances. I And so... I don't see how you can look at that match and go, oh, Ford should have started that match. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And really there looking really, at... There was, go ahead. there was really only one mistake that happened. And it wasn't even a mistake. It was literally a breakout pass of where two people got free. And even then, we still had people back. They just had clean, on-point passes. Like, it wasn't anything that we could have did different. I, it wasn't anything that Cody could have did different. It was just a clean play. I agree fully. But I will sit here and swear that if this was last year and that was Alex, you are bitching about Cody's play. Nope. nope. I, if, maybe, maybe, maybe post Gasan ass chewing, uh, you, you, you agree with your take. But before Gasan chewed your ass, you would be screaming at your TV. We would have got a text saying, told you, told you, he sucks, told you. What is he doing well, he coming did. out that far? He did. Um, that's not the point. <laughs> so anyways, this past Saturday, we could have literally had fucking Yuma back there. And I wouldn't have complained about it. I wouldn't yeah. have complained on that play if Yuma would have got beat in keeper because it was that clean of a play. I don't have the drop, but the the first thing that came to my mind was Hank Hill saying that boy ain't right when you said <laughs> that. So uh, my, my one issue with that with, with that one with that break that Phoenix had is that the only person we had back was Justin Portillo. The, our back line didn't respond fast enough, and Justin Portillo was the guy that tracked back. Well, we were caught. We were caught out of position because. Well, no, I, our, I completely our, understand that. On our set pieces, our biggest guys are our back line, and they are up there trying to score on the header. And and sometimes when you get overzealous on those, that's what happens. And so yeah. I'm not going to complain about it. I and I, Yearwood is fast and and is really good. He's not Superman. Uh, so I don't expect him to make up that ground. I, no, I, I know. And, and I completely understand, you know, how we do the set piece and that it's just, you know, I would, I would hope that our reaction time was a little bit better. I don't, I don't want to see Justin Portillo, the last man, back. but that, but that it was a, a long pass. The ball is faster than any man on those passes. So and then just another quick it. pass. And I don't care who our back line is. If they're, at our six yard mark trying to score, they're not going to be fast enough to get back. Even if their reaction time is lightning quick. So 
when the ball is cleared from Lund's Lund. goal mm-hmm. to midfield, looking at it right here, we have two people on whoever the fuck that is, and then <laughs> two of them chasing with one other Phoenix person coming up. So I'm assuming that's yeah, that's gonna be Marcus Epps. So when Marcus Epps passes it to Hurst, there's four United players in back. Mm-hmm. So we had people responding back. It's not that we didn't respond back. It was a clean play. That's all it was. Like we had when Hurst kicks it, we have Portillo already with Hurst. Cody's already making his dive. Her, uh, Portillo is right next to Hurst as he kicks it. Yeah. So it's not like we didn't have people responding. We just, it was a good play for Phoenix. And that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's all it takes is, you know, one mistake and, you know, you give up a goal. So, um, yeah. In, tough. In, in rewatching it, not the not them scoring part, but they they score off of this because Lunt makes a ridiculous save yeah. on a Sergio Rivas header. And if you watch Sergio, he heads it and then turns and celebrates. And it's it's very much reminiscent of the Nick Young meme. Um, I I don't know if you know the Nick Young meme, but um, it's basically he shoots a three. He turns around, throws his hands up because he thinks it's going in and then it doesn't go in. And and that's the vibe that I got right there. And I just thought it was funny. So I had to show it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a tough match on Saturday night. And of course we go again tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, you know, we were fairly certain Ford Parker is going to be in the goal uh, for United. Uh, I mean, this is, this is a big night for Ford and for the club. Uh, what is it going to take for, for the guys in, to rebound off of Saturday night and to, advance in the open cup against phoenix again score goals well yes <laughs> they if they play the same game that they played saturday we win uh the the chances of of their keeper having that kind of night two matches in a row against the same team are just astronomically low and if we can come out and be the better team and create the chances that we created we're going to score at least a couple goals and that I, I think two is enough to get us to extra time and penalties. If, if our defense is playing the way it has been, which I, I don't, I don't see a reason why it, it shouldn't. So um, just come out with that same mentality. Um, have Alex make it or not Alex. Sorry, Cody. Uh, Cody makes it, or sorry, Cody, or sorry, Ford, Ford, uh, Ford's going to have to make a couple stops. He just is. That's playing Phoenix. That's just what's going to happen. Uh, Phoenix is an incredibly deep team. And so even if they rotate their squad, we're still going to face, um, some very talented players. But I, I think, um, if, if we just come out and play close to what we played Saturday, we're going to, uh, to come out on top there. Can we just not play Arturo Rodriguez? I hate that guy. I hate yeah. him so much. I'm not even <laughs> sure he's a guy. I'm pretty sure he should be playing on like a female's team. No, no, because I want to punch him. 
him and his <laughs> damn headband. He must have he must have stole it from you because you're not wearing yours today. Yeah, he did. The little bastard. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be interesting, especially because you just had Tabor and Nico both play the full 90. We got, you know, again, cup match four days, four days apart. Mm. You know, do do we maybe see Nava or Ilya get a start? Or do you no. do you think we see Nico and, and Preston go 70 plus again? I think I we think see Jerome. Preston. I think I think we see Jerome in there. Uh, along with Nico to start, maybe, and then Preston coming on for Nico, something like that, and Jerome, Jerome goes the full 90. Um, Illich looked bad uh, when he came on. Uh, just not take that back. He didn't look bad. He was just slow. Uh, he was very slow, and he wasn't defensive whatsoever. So there were a couple times on defense when if he was just a step quicker, Maybe he gets a foot on a pass, and and we can create something out of it. Um, so I, I don't see him starting. I could see him coming in, especially if he goes to extra time. But uh, I definitely don't see him starting. Um, and and look, Nico's been a pretty healthy player his whole career, and he's played a lot of minutes. I think he will be just fine if he starts next uh, next to Jerome, um, or or comes on for. For uh, Itaka, uh, I I I think we're gonna be all right. Uh, you could even see Rivas up there. I don't know, depending on uh, what happened with him at halftime, uh, if there was a knock there or not. And so, I, I see a lot of different options. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Nico and Itaka, but but I think Jerome gets gets the nod, uh, much like the Las Vegas Legends match. So I had sent a couple questions over to David Carl after the match Saturday night. One of them was about Sergio and and that change that Zach made um, at halftime. Uh, Jacob, did you get the or did either of you get the video David recorded after the match? I get nothing. Um, I'm no. just here. Okay, we really got to get you added to that role. Um, but I mean, you know, none of the so I sent three questions. Over. No, I did not. Um, okay. All right, well, I'll send it to, the, to both of you guys. But I mean, you know, he, Zach didn't get um, didn't get asked that question specifically, but um, he did talk about you know the performance there, and so um, they know that you know the, the cup is still important, and they're looking forward to this. And and so Earl, you know, are there any other lineup changes that that you would make that you think would improve the chances against Phoenix tomorrow night? Well, if Ryden's healthy, then yeah, he should be a go. Well, more than likely, I, we don't have an official update, but Ryden apparently posted something on his Instagram that he was in a walking boot. So I don't know what that means. Could be a stress fracture, could be an ankle issue. We don't know. Um, so I, I would say that Kalen is not going to be back. We haven't gotten any match notes for this one. I didn't get, we didn't get any ahead of the, the Phoenix match on Saturday either. Um, so my guess would be no Kalen again. Um, some other line of changes I would like to see is like Raddy playing against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Raddy's a mean player. I mean, his first four minutes with United on the pitch, he got a yellow card. That is true. I would not, I would not mind seeing Raddy punch Arturo Rodriguez in the mouth <laughs> or even Aiden Quinn. If he were to punch Aiden Quinn in the freaking nose, I'd be okay with that too. Um, but hard enough to where they have to come off the pitch and get evaluated. 
for a while. Um, I'm not saying injure them, but I'm saying if they're like, I, the I think you're saying injure them. I think you're saying injure them. <laughs> uh, that's not what I'm saying. So to the USL people that watch this thing, I'm not saying for Radio Vuka to injure any Phoenix player. I'm just saying to punch them in the mouth. Just those two, though. Anyone else there, I'm okay with just those two. Maybe um, maybe I'll catch an elbow during a set piece or something, you know. Something or head, uh, get, get a headbutt during a header or something. I don't know. Either way, I would love to see Raddy be vicious with Phoenix and kind of rough them up a little bit. I would love to see Suggs start, hopefully, if he's healthy for a full 90. So if you take if you put Ratty and Suggs on, that means you're taking Harry and Bruce off. That's fine. Harry and Bruce have arguably been our two best players this season. Okay. <laughs> Earl's, Earl's not going to disagree with you, but he's still going to take him off the pitch. I yeah. I, I want <laughs> the only Raddy reason there. why is because they can come on. Harry and Bruce can come on as a super sub. I mean, their starter caliber, as we've seen the past five matches, six matches with the Open Cup, um, their starter caliber. So if we are down or tied 0-0 at the half or at the 50, 60th minute or down one, we could bring on Harry or Bruce and take advantage of the wear and tear that's already been placed on Phoenix. Yeah. Even if one of them comes on for Ratty, I'm okay with that. I just want to see Ratty rough them up a little bit. Then, yeah, these two can come in and work their magic. Yeah, I think Ratty is a good shout for tomorrow night. Um, I would not be surprised to see him get a start. Uh, but then it's, you know, who do you take off? Like, I feel like Austin has been has played well all season. Harry's played well. Brucey's played well. You know, it's, it's hard to take one of those guys off. Now, Ratty obviously can play a little bit higher up than, you know, than, than Austin. Um, you know, Harry's in a, Harry plays a similar role to, to what Raddy can do. So, um, but yeah, I think Raddy's a shout, you know, give Jerome some time, uh, maybe bring, you know, maybe save uh, Tate, maybe say Preston until a little bit later. You know, there's a number of different things that, that you could change. Um, you know, I would love to see something different and go three on top, especially when Phoenix is running with like half a person in the back. Well, we did we did kind of do that on Saturday night when uh, when uh, Illich came on. You had three forwards up there, three legitimate forwards, um, but obviously Illich you know didn't have a, a good showing, and so it didn't really pan out the way that you thought it might. But that what you know that was an interesting change. That's not something we would have seen in years past from Troy. But to see Zach come out and throw out three forwards you know, towards the end of the match to to try to you know to try to improve the attack there at the end, I thought was an interesting change. So, um, so yeah, I mean, all right. So Earl, you said one nil Jacob, you said penalties. Um, I'll go you know, two, 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 and then, and then penalties. Okay. Earl is yours a regular time or extra time. It's going to go extra extra. Okay. Yeah, this is tough. You know, and last week ahead of the match, you know, I Earl, you and I both predicted United to lose. Um, we were both right, unfortunately. Um, it wasn't quite the scoreline. It was significantly lower in total number of goals scored than what we typically see between the two sides. I like what I saw on Saturday night. I feel like defensively we can hang with Phoenix, particularly 
with the way that they've been lining up. My one issue for tomorrow night now is Ford Parker and his performance in goal. I feel like, and I want to be wrong. I really do. I think Phoenix wins this one an extra time, 2-1. That's that's. So Earl. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I just don't understand why you keep doing this, Seth. Is it to be professional? Not necessarily. No, it's just looking at like you know I've said it before. Like I try to look at how the teams are playing, who, what, who I expect to be on the pitch, and how I project them going to perform. So here's why I called it 1-0 for United. Because it is – so it's hard to beat a team, especially of United caliber. Um, it's definitely hard to beat them four days after you beat them the first time again. So I don't see them beating us again. I do see us neck and neck with them 0-0 to about the 100 and. 18th minute, 119th minute. It's going to be 0-0 for a long freaking time. And then Lunt makes some stupid mistake because he's made about 400 saves already as it is. He makes one stupid mistake out of confidence and gets scored on. Yeah, I mean, that very well could be the case. And, and like I said, I want to be wrong. I really... just, it, This isn't a prediction, by the way. This is a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. But no, I, you know, I, I don't like picking against United. I don't. The best Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman line I can give. <laughs> but I just, you know, I, it's just one of those things. I, I want to see Ford prove me wrong. I want to see I, us play well again. Just for the record, I think you've picked against them three times this year. Uh, so. No. Just twice. Twice. Yeah. And I was right the first time. Yeah, you jinxed us, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now I'm. It, it could go either way. It, it's, um, it's going to. I with Ford, I think, I think he's a good enough goalkeeper that he will keep us in it. He's he's part of the reason why I think it's gonna be two two and not one nil. Or one one or nil nil. I I think goals will be scored, um, and because of that, <clears throat> our offense is going to have to step up. But if our our attack can be like it has been, then we're bound to find some goals. Uh, maybe we don't see line in goal this this week. Uh, maybe their back line, which already was um, full of holes uh, on Saturday, has a couple rotating rotated players in it and is even more susceptible to an attack and and uh because of that i did goals are plenty um and if we go to penalties who the hell knows what happens and the way we two the way the two teams play each other i mean aside from the five two was a five two a couple years mm -hmm. ago aside from that match it's been a one goal game uh every time uh, can we let's or let's just watch Seth watch soccer? That's a a new show for everybody here on YouTube. Um, Seth watches soccer, episode eighty three. 
that's the thing we should be watching. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, I hope we can pull it out. But with the way these two teams go, um, <laughs> just... Beavis, he said, pull it out. <laughs> oh, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man. <laughs> um yeah so yeah united uh 8 30 mountain time tomorrow night new mexico united and phoenix rising third round of the open cup open cup action actually starts at four o'clock mountain time tomorrow so if you have the time hop on over to espn plus and watch matches throughout the evening there's gonna be a lot of good matchups tomorrow uh speaking of we have a score update cal united has leveled with fc tucson in the 72nd minute it's now 1-1 out there and LA Galaxy still leads San Diego Loyal by five, by a score of 1-0 in the 78th minute. So, um, and, and Earl, just for you. San Jose? Uh, I don't know. I've stopped paying attention. Last I saw it was 2-0 on that one. Um, so at, at that point, I don't think Bay Cities is coming back. Um, Earl, just for you. Freddie Freeman is 0-2 tonight against the Atlanta Braves. And Max Fried has a one-hit shutout through six innings. Yes, Seth. Seth, that's so proud. Seth, of that. Seth, yeah. Just, just for you. Oh, Earl's dramatic pauses. I love them. <laughs> World Series. That's all oh, I gotta oh, say. Hold on, hold on. Let's uh, let's get this up here. <laughs> Oh, yep. There it is. Uh, to be fair, Earl, I hate you for this as well, uh, because Freddie Freeman in a Dodger uniform uh, kind of makes me sick. Yeah, that's not even from tonight, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. So, no, it was his first at bat against the Braves for the Dodgers, which yeah, yeah. I did find kind of funny. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks, Earl. Uh, gonna San us, Jose. You're going to get us banned from YouTube. San Jose is up uh, three now. That's why there's no volume. That's why there's no volume. Just for the record here, let me look at something here. Uh, where are the Braves here? Uh, five and seven. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. And the Cubs are uh, six and five, a little bit better. Uh, but the Colorado Rockies are eight and three, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I know it's early, but I'm going to take it when I can get it. And I live in the present, and the present says we're better than both of you. So suck. <laughs> oh, should I bring up the the trade of Nolan Arenado? Speaking of Nolan, he is in the top five in home runs, RBIs, batting average, OPS, <laughs> OBS, uh, or OBP, uh, and slugging. And um, and you're two, still leaving the bag of Doritos. Two things though. One, I really do like when Coors Field players leave Coors Field and still succeed because it just kind of validates my thoughts on them for the last several years. I've seen it with with Nolan and DJ LeMahieu uh, most recently. So I do appreciate that. Um, and it would suck a lot more if we were, oh, I don't know, five and eight, uh, five and seven like uh, Atlanta is. But we're not. We're eight and three. So shut up. You do realize the Braves did not get off to a great start. Last I don't year. care. <laughs> I don't care. So, in the words of Seth, 
because I'm I not know living in the like future. I'm not living in the past. I'm living in the his present. His famous quote is, "And we're eight and three. World Series, eight and three. <laughs> Moving right along. We do a have week one from more now, match. A week from now, when we're eight and eight, I don't want to hear it. But right now, we're eight and three. <laughs> uh, we do have one more match to talk about. Just a little bit tonight, Saturday night. New Mexico United will welcome in San Antonio FC for the first time this season. A uh, friend of the show, Harry Austin, Hooray! will be in town. Uh, Harry is not in the chat, as far as I can tell. Uh, he will be in town this weekend, so we'll get to hang out with Harry a little bit. Uh, San Antonio has been playing pretty well the past couple weeks. Uh, looking over at the Western Conference standings, San Antonio currently sits in third on 15 points. They are they have five wins and one loss to their name so far this year. They won their last two. Uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup. San Antonio has been playing some very tough, like one goal games. Um, most recently, they beat El Paso, and before that, Orange County. Um, so <laughs> who hasn't beat El Paso? Yeah, at this point, um, there's only been one team that has not beaten El Paso. So and they're barely um, a team. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they beat uh, Monterey Bay. So yeah, um, El Paso, of course, is still sitting bottom of the Western Conference, except for goal differential. Um, but San Antonio, I mean, what do you guys think? What do you, what's your take on San Antonio so far this year? I don't know. I watched them, and I just don't see it yet they get the results. It's like the exact opposite of New Mexico United. I watched New Mexico United. I'm like, damn, that's a good team. And they just can't get results. And that sucks. And then I watched San Antonio and I'm like, I just don't see it with this team. And yet they get the result. And I don't, I don't know what to think about them. Uh, obviously at, at some point, uh, we are who they thought they were, uh, or we are who their record, they are who their record says they are. And uh, the record says they're a good club. That's what they say they are. Yeah. The record says they're a good club. And and I, I've got to take it as they're a good club. And they got to be grinding out these wins because of that. Uh, that being said, I don't think they come in here and win. Um, I, I, I don't even think they come in here and draw. Uh, their performances in the lab have been uh, atrocious, to put it lightly. Um and because of that, I I think we can take it to them uh, yet again. Um, maybe it's not 3-0 um, or something like that, but I, I, I do think we squeak that out. Yeah, they have seven goals scored through six matches. Um, defensively, they played a little bit better than that. Uh, let me double-check the stats there. I just had it up. Defensively, let's see, they have allowed four goals through six matches. So defensively, they're very good. Um, both of all four of those goals, uh, let's see, the, let me double check here. Those goals came against two against Phoenix, and the other two uh, came against uh, LA Galaxy and RGV. So, so they're, you know, they're, they're, what'd you say, five and one, right? Five, five, yeah, oh, five and one, one. five, oh, and one. Um, they have beat Detroit, uh, which I Who thought Detroit looked very good, which I thought, well, I thought Detroit looked a better club that night mm-hmm. and Detroit's kind of middle of the pack, uh, as far as, as USL goes, they looked good tonight. They have had several good performances lately. I uh, I think it was their first game in the USL and they might've had a little bit of cold feet. Uh, they beat Los Dos. Uh, nobody's, uh, freaking out about them right now. Uh, they beat RGV again, not the most impressive team. Um, 
they lost handily to Phoenix. Uh, they beat Orange County. They beat El Paso. I'm not th- like the. I look at their opponents and who they've beaten. They they won three one in the Open Cup against uh, D Feeders. Uh, great name by the way. Um, and, and I look at that. I'm just like, okay, yeah, they they're solid, not spectacular, and they just don't jump off the page at me. And um, I am excited to see who how they perform Wednesday though. Uh, tomorrow they play Austin FC in, in the open cup at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could go a long way to seeing how they, what kind of mood they're in coming to New Mexico. And, and uh, I, I just can't wait to actually have soccer again. I, it feels like it's been, how long has it been a month since we've been at the lab? I mean, Co- uh, a couple weeks. Yeah. 80 <laughs> some years. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, they are. I feel like I feel similarly to, to what you do. They are. They're a solid team. They only two of the clubs they've played so far are above the playoff line as of this point. Yes, it's still early, but you know, and they uh, lost one of those. Yeah, they lost one. So yeah, Los Dos is below the playoff line. RGV's below the playoff line. Arch County and El Paso. Um, they're all below the the playoff line at this point. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, they've been ugly, ground out wins, but they're they're finding ways to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, I don't know. I really don't know what to think of them yet. I kind of wish Harry was in the chat so we could you know pop him onto the show and talk to him about it. But um, so I feel like San Antonio is a butter knife. You're gonna have to. Explain. They are. They are. You have. You have my attention. <laughs> they're not too sharp when it when it actually comes down to it, but they're very convenient and useful when you actually need it. It's a stretch, but I'll buy it. Huh? My wife says the same thing about me. I guess she's listening at the door. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody. <laughs> Where the fuck is she? See, see. <laughs> Wait, carry around your laptop. I want to see what's going on. Riveting, guys. Very, riveting. very riveting. Yeah, I, I will have to make some edits to that tonight. So, um, I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I that's an interesting analogy. It, it, the more you think about it, you know. No, Earl, Earl got him thinking. Earl got. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be interesting to see Dad, how they you continue. Up. Okay. Please continue about that. About that, your take on that analogy. I just, I think it's interesting, like, because I don't know what to make of them. They get the job done, but it's not easy, you know. Exactly. So that's my exact point. Because when you get a freaking butter knife because you don't have a flathead screwdriver and you're trying to tighten the screw it's not easy but it gets the job done seth wouldn't know because he lives across the street from freaking family dollar (laughs) but like if you live in the hillbillies like me and jacob well probably not jacob because there's also a family dollar out there but if you live in hillbillies like me you find what you have to get that screw tightened 
I know all about using a, a, a butter knife to tighten a flathead screw. Like I know all about and is that. it easy? What the hell's wrong with you guys? You don't own a flathead screwdriver? Come on. Well, no, I have a flathead screwdriver. I do. Well, I have but, a flathead, but sometimes you can't find it. <laughs> I know exactly where my tools are. Thank you very much. Um, but no, why like why are you tightening a screw with a butter knife? I because I couldn't know. find my flathead. <laughs> why else would I tie the flathead with a butter knife? Um, but no, like so I, I get it. Like I, I get it. Like it, it gets the job done, but it's not, you know, the easiest thing in the world. And so that's what makes it hard to to quantify what San Antonio is doing so far this year. Um like I I want to see them do play play well play a complete 90 against a club that's a that is a contender at least to this point so far are we i think we are i feel like we've shown well enough through through five matches that um we we kind of know what we can expect you know week in and week out in terms of ability on the pitch and you know, where, where we can improve on and you know, what positives we have going for us that we can kind of lean on in every matchup. So what happened Saturday night? What happened Saturday night? Ben Lunt happened Saturday night. No, what happens? Have... Oh, what happens? Okay. I thought you said what happened. No, no, no. Um, Saturday night, I, you know, it, I don't see San, I honestly don't see San Antonio scoring. Um, I think it ends up two nil in our favor. You know, I, I think it's going to be physical. I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a, a dirty match or anything. Um, but uh, I, I feel like uh, we do get a, a clean sheet against San Antonio Saturday. Earl, two nil. That sucks. Because before I asked both of you, my thought was 2-0. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't want to go 2-0 now since two of you went 2-0. Um, we're bound to have a three-goal game. We're bound to have a three-goal game at some point. Um, with the injuries at the back line and the uncertainty there, I, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet, even against a team that hasn't necessarily been a juggernaut on offense. Um, so I will I will keep that two-goal victory, but I will go 3-1. Okay. All right, 2-0, two 2-0, nil, two nil, and 3-1. So interesting series of predictions there. Um, yeah, just we're going to have to wait and see what happens uh, both tomorrow night and on Saturday against San Antonio. And then we get... I believe it's a, a week off uh, until our next match. So a um, lot of soccer to look forward to this week, guys. Um, hopefully to see, hopefully we see some of you folks out at uh, Isops Park on Saturday. And of course we'll have uh, Harry Austin here in town. We'll try to re- record something with him uh, before he leaves town. Um, so yeah. And, and before Jacob closes out, I do want to let you guys know that I am, I potentially have a guest for us next week. I don't have 100% confirmation, but I'm working on uh, I am working on having a guest for us. So is, is this one of those things where you're not telling the audience that's listening, or are you not going to tell us afterwards either? 
uh, as soon as I get confirmation, I will tell you guys. But I'm well, not going to tell the audience. You just tell us. You, you can't tell us. Oh, it, it, I am talking to this person after we get off the air. Oh yeah, I can tell you after we get off the air. Okay, then yeah. then we can be friends still. Okay. Um, <laughs> we actually have a week over a week off. Yeah. Uh, we play the 23rd, and then we don't play again until the 4th. The 4th, yeah. I forgot um, about that. Again, Sacramento on a Wednesday. Maybe I don't know. When's, when's the next uh, Open Cup round? Uh, next round of Open Cup is... Let me double check here. So the draw, the fourth round draw is later this week. I believe it's a Friday. Um, let me see here. For round of 32. Round of 32 draw will be... Doo -doo -doo. Oh, it's not listed. Uh, so the round... What the heck? It doesn't have the dates here. I mean, hold on. My first resource oh, doesn't show, which is weird. Riveting. Very, yes, I know. Um, okay, so the fourth round draw will be the 22nd, so Friday, and then the match days for the round of 32 or fourth round, however you want to refer to it, May 10th through 11th. The 24 winners from the third round will advance, and then the final eight MLS squads will join. Gotcha. Okay, so so that does mean we will have over a week and a half off. I thought maybe there might be a USL or a, an Open Cup match in between there, but... Uh, I guess not. So, so we'll have a little bit over a week off, and then we will play Sacramento. So, uh, any closing thoughts, um, smart ass remarks, uh, or general nonsense, Earl? No, fantastic. Um, not, okay, not really any nonsense. But the next time that we do come on air next week on Tuesday, I will be one year older, but not any year any wiser. Did you just? Like passive aggressively say it's my birthday week. He did. Okay. All right. Just making sure that that's what that was. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm just letting you guys know that even though I'll be one year older and one year closer to my grave, um, I won't be any wiser. Well, yeah, because you're turning what nineteen, little baby. Twelve. It's little twelve. Baby. Oh, sorry. I've never seen a twelve year old with that kind of beard. That's impressive. You seem jealous. I do. I do. <laughs> I came out of my mama with this beard. I don't. I imagine that was very unpleasant for her. I, I don't know. I was adopted, <laughs> so I can tell you. Oh, all right. So last minute. <laughs> it's uh, like a dark turn, all things. Yeah. It's last minute score update. 91st minute. Tucson, FC Tucson and Cal United Strike is still tied 1-1. They have three minutes of added time there. San Jose beat Bay City by a final of 5-0. Jacob LA Galaxy defeated... San Diego loyal by final at one nil. And uh, let's see the Braves have a three, nothing lead going into the eighth inning with Max Reed pitching a two pitch, a two hit shutout. Earl. And theory is the new United States champion. Is this eh. wrestling? Yes. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's a great time to get us out of here, Jacob. Yeah. I, uh, for the, Sombrero Man, who was in the chat uh, for a minute. Um, there's, hey, his middle name is Joseph. Apparently. There is a clear, clear connection between when we actually post something the day of and the number of people in the chat. 
And uh, I blame myself. I apologize. Today was a very shitty day. Not shitty. It was just busy. Um, but anyways, uh, Sombrero Man, thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Jacob. Hold on. Hold on. Seth froze. Seth froze. Look. Seth froze. Cal United Strikers are going, unless something drastic happens, they're going to upset FC Tucson. They just scored anyways. in the 92nd minute. Anyways. Huh? Jacob, what day is huh? it? Cal United Strikers. Who cares? Jacob, what, what day is it? What day is what? What day is it? Today? Yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday. No. The 19th? Taco Tuesday. How is it that we record on Tuesday every week? And that's the first time I ever have heard Earl say anything about Taco Tuesday. I'm so confused right now. Um, anyways. Sombrero Man, thank you. To everybody that watched, thank you. To everybody that's going to listen to this on podcast form as it drops on Thursday, typically. I'll yes. have it. It'll be up uh, here in about an hour and a half. In about an hour and a half. Uh, for those of you that listen on the podcast, uh, thank you guys. Um, and to those who don't, you're lost. Well, they can't hear you because they don't listen. Earl. Um, join us in the chat. Next Tuesday, 9 o'clock again, uh, we will recap uh, two matches um, and probably not preview any. So that'll be nice uh, to just be able to look at an open cup match and a, um, a regular season bout against San Antonio FC. That takes place on Saturday. So I believe the times are 8.30 tomorrow night uh, in Phoenix for the open... Oh, excuse me, for the open cup. Yeah, and seven uh saturday in the lab uh me and seth and possibly earl um uh he's oh she's listening huh never mind earl is not coming wink wink nudge <laughs> nudge um <laughs> i don't think she's listening i think she walked to the room with some food um well let's let's hope she's not uh all of us might my, be there I'm, I'm working on the permission slip just okay just put it okay. like that all of us might be there. Two of us are for sure going to be there. Um, come and say hello if you see us. Uh, I'll be walking around the concourse taking pictures uh, before the match. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, hopefully we are talking about a couple of wins uh, next Tuesday. And and we'd love to hear your thoughts on how the matches went and, and how they can be better or worse or however you want to talk, whatever you want to talk about, maybe even wrestling. Uh, I guarantee you, if you ask Earl a wrestling question in the chat, you will be his new best friend uh, because he has none. Um, I love you, Earl. I love you. Don't cry. This is very true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, and um, tomorrow, uh, some good thoughts my way, please. Uh, it could be a very big day. It could be a very bad day. Uh, three things going on. We obviously got the open cup match. Uh, that will dictate how my day ends. Um, hopefully, we have draw results for hunts. Um, so I put in for four different they species. They should already be out. No, they're not out. I checked religiously. Um, they they, they're out. supposed to come out tomorrow, or There's maybe no they're. Tag. No. That's um, ah, fuck. Um, anyways, well, that's me. How I know this shit. Four different hunts. Hopefully, I get at least something. Uh, and I have a job interview. Um, so so three very important things tomorrow. 
And after the Minnesota Timberwolves got their ass kicked tonight, I could use just a little bit, a little bit of positivity there. So, so wish me luck there. And uh, as always, we love you guys. Come back and see us next week. And some will say next, next Tuesday. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.